from the campaign trail to the studio, Wesley Hunt continues the fight. Along with his brother, Rendon, they chronicle their family experience from slavery to West Point in four generations. Tackling the difficult conversations facing our country, they're on a mission to preserve the American dream. Buckle up and welcome aboard. You're in the hunt. I'm Wesley Hunt. I'm Rendon Hunt. And, and you're, you're in, in the, the hunt. hunt. Welcome to another week. We've changed positions ever so slightly, so please give us some feedback. Let us know what you think. I kind of like it. I think I look a little bit better from this angle. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> it's impossible. It's in my head. I'll perform better because I believe that I look better. And you know, that's true. And that will be a topic, actually, here probably the next couple of weeks. Good yes. idea. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Th this week, it's a nice sports coat you have on, by the Brendan, way. Brendan, I tell you what, man, I do my best. You look wonderful. As 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 do you. Well, thank as you. As, you. as after you made fun of my pants for being mafia pants. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> you've seen the movie Casino. <laughs> okay. Hey, man, nice mafia pants. <laughs> oh, I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, hey, you know, I do what I can. Yeah. I, I do. I, I do. What, I do what I can. Um, but they do look like Robert De Niro's pants in, in Casino. Those guys were known to go to haberdasheries from now and then. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Quick aside Google, on that. When, we were talking about <laughs> Harry Truman. We were talking about Harry Truman the other day, which, of course, uh, is a normal course of conversation for us to be talking about Harry Truman, yeah. one of my favorite presidents, by the way. Yeah. Uh, and his David McCullough biography is fantastic. And I read a lot. We were talking about Harry Truman. And I told Wesley, I said, yeah, Harry Truman, he actually used to own a haberdashery. <laughs> I was like, what's a haberdashery? Don't say exactly what I said. <laughs> Clean up. Don't say exactly yeah. what I said. Cliff knows version. He said, what is a haberdashery? There were probably some other words that were thrown in there. But what is a haberdashery? I said, you know, uh, it's a, a men's clothes ear, right? Well, Why didn't you just say that? Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. That's all I was wondering. Appreciate all I wanted to know. Yeah, Thank I didn't you. have to hear that. Oh, yeah. So this week we're going to be talking about uh, the importance of, of, of taking ownership and taking ownership of who you are, your behavior, what you say, <laughs> and what you do. And we're going to kick the show off today with talking about our dear friend Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden is Who's in the news. <laughs> that, was, that was sarcasm. Okay. That, that, okay. Was, that, was, that was sarcasm. Proceed. Um, he would be Nino Brown's good friend, I tell you that. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, that's good. He would be. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Google Nino Brown. Uh, and he's in the news today uh, because he sent out a series of text messages using the N-word. And he was using this in an interesting context between a conversation and an exchange between he and his lawyer, and I'm not going to get into it, just Google what it is, and, and you could read the transaction. But the issue that I have with this is now we have now gone a couple of days, we've heard nothing but silence. Even the president himself hasn't spoke about it. And this is literally a couple of days after we are talking about racial injustice and racial strife in this country, what happened in Tulsa some hundred years ago. And this is the president of the United States talking about what happened and some of the checkered past that we've seen in our history. And literally a few days later, a text message is released of his son using the N-word. So you're a better man than me. You said we're not going to get into it. You might not get into it. I will. 
excuse me. Here goes here goes the book. <laughs> Y'all in trouble. So <clears throat> some of the text messages <laughs> that Hunter Biden sent to his white attorney in oh, Chicago. Oh man. You're right. I was trying to be nice about it, but so first of all, before I delve into what those text messages say, the commonality by which he uses the N-word and the frivolousness by which he uses the N-word is very concerning to me. Because this ain't his first time he said that. So let's just get let's just get into it. No. You're right. Yeah. This is not this is not his first rodeo. Yeah. So he was sending his his attorney a note that said, How much do I owe you? Because N-word, you better not be charging me Hennessy rates. That's a little racist. By a little racist, I mean a lot of racist. Really racist. Now, now, now I will say this: Black people do like Hennessy. You can't, you can't get around this. <laughs> I'm not trying to. Let me finish. White people like Hennessy too. Hennessy didn't make a market by just selling to black people. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's true. It's a true statement. Then, in a couple of other text messages further down this train of these highly bizarre text messages, he has one time where he says, true that, N-word. Yeah. OMG, N-word. Yeah. He refers to his white attorney and says, you only like me because I'm black. This is a part of this guy's lexicon. Yeah. He also had a meme on this laptop. That had all of these things. We've all seen this meme, though. We've seen the meme, but it was Obama. Obama was saying, going to miss you, man. Joe Biden, his father, then says, can I say it just once? Obama says, go ahead. Joe says, you my N-word, Barack. This is so bad. Wow. And... Just so that I get it right, how really surprised am I about this? Well, you're not, Rendon, because it's Hunter I, Biden and it's his behavior. This is this is not a he got kicked out of the army for a reason. This is not his first rodeo. Navy. Of, I'm sorry, the Navy for a reason. This is not his first rodeo of buffoonery. You this guys is, don't get credit for kicking him out. We do. <laughs> okay. I tried. Yeah. So, well, this is the same guy whose dad said. If you have a hard time figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, you ain't black. Yeah. Same person. How far does the fruit fall from the tree? Not far at all. Not far at all. One of the godfathers of the crime bill. Not far at all. And when we talk about taking accountability. Uncle Joe, crime bill Biden. Let's let's just call it what it is. And we talked about this on this show ad nauseum. I I just really have have a problem with, this is what I really wanted to get to, and I'm glad you actually went to the details of it because I appreciate it now. I wasn't going to go that deep into it, but I'm glad you did because I really do. I think you're right. People need to hear it because here's what I forget: the media is censoring this. Yep. So you're right. I'm glad you actually read exactly what it was because if this were anybody, if this were a Republican president's child that was behaving like this, I don't care how erratic his background was, this would be front page news on everything. And this story is getting buried. And that's my problem. And if you're going to be the party of canceling <coughs> literally everything, even transgressions that happened 30, 40, 50 years ago by people, this happened in 2018. And 2019. And 2019. And this you're is not recent. Do anything this is about a grown this. man. We're not talking about 
George, of a George W. Bush got a DUI when he was in yeah. college. We're not talking about that. Yeah. We're talking about a grown man. Yeah, we're not talking about Kavanaugh liking beer. Yeah. But the grown man. I like beer. Uh, I, I still like <laughs> I, I, still I still like, like beer. beer. <laughs> we're talking about a grown man who is the son, was the son of a vice president for eight years. Yeah. Board member at certain places. Yeah. And he's still speaking like this? this is a, it's absurd. Where are you at, guys? It's absurd. Where, why, why are we not calling these guys out? No, no, and, and also, where is the leader of the free world not denouncing his son at this point? Immediately. Immediately. I'm not saying you have to disown him. What no. I am saying is you need to this address that. This is wrong. This he is, is my wrong, son, and it's this unacceptable. This is wrong. I, I accept responsibility to a certain extent of this. He's not... Look, I'm not saying those words, so I can't take full responsibility of it. No. But guess what? Is it Hunter's fault that he is the son of a vice president and now a president? It's not. Is it his fault that he's been under the scrutiny probably for his entire life? It's not. Has it probably screwed him up a little bit? Guess what? Heavy is the head. And if you're Joe Biden, police your ranks. That is your child. Yeah. And the thing that destroyed me in this whole thing, as I, as I read that, because... The hurtful part of it for me is the level of casuality. It was cavalier. It was just cavalier. That it was completely normal for him to write like this to somebody. Mm -hmm. Completely normal. Mm -hmm. Unaccountable and completely normal. Mm -hmm. And once again, we say this all the time. I would say this about a Republican. I would say this about an independent. You got to be kidding me. Yeah. This is highly offensive. Come on, it's man. It's very racist. Come on, man. Come on, man. It's malarkey, man. Yeah. You, you know, Joe Biden has business just ha having a press conference and saying this. Just If he just said this, I actually would forgive it all. Hunter, what my son did, come on, man. Come on, man. That was malarkey. Come on, man. And if he'd have walked off the stage, I'd have been like, hey. I, hey, I mean, I, I, I get I, it. I, it's cool, dog. But at some point. But he, said, but he said nothing. Somebody has to take some, some type of ownership, take accountability. Yeah. We're seeing it with Kamala Harris right now. Mm-hmm. The Lester Holt interview. Mm -hmm. When asked specifically, well, are you going to go to the board? Well, hey, I haven't been to Europe. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Are you, who has been ordained to be in charge of the border crisis, going to go lead and visit the border? I haven't been to Europe. That's, in West Point, we, we used to call that passing the buck. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. We, we, we call that deflecting. That's a direct question. And yeah. by the way, you're embarrassed because you should have gone a long time ago. Yeah. And this fix is it. Now, Take accountability and now fix and fix it and, and fix go. It. You don't, don't want to go now because you know that now it's so much scrutiny behind this and it's now being political and now it's being so politicized that if you go, that's an omission of me being wrong for not going for the last now 77 days. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Or going when you're a candidate. Oh, oh, oh. Did she she did go when she was a candidate, right? Because because at that time the political scene was the kids in cages jargon. Yeah. So it was politically expedient for her to go then. Yeah. That's why. And and so now you're gonna you're gonna deflect by saying, I haven't been to Europe either. <laughs> you haven't been to Europe, you haven't been to Asia, you haven't been to Africa. I mean, how many countries have you not been to? And who cares what countries you haven't been to? You're, you're not in charge of the border of 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 that you're taking care of. You're not the person who's overseeing the border crisis in any of those countries. At the DMZ, <laughs> right? Yeah, I haven't, I haven't been to South Korea. I mean, so, you're not in charge of DMZ, so... So I mean, why you, would you go to South Korea? You're putting in charge of What are you this? talking about? And, and that's a lack of ability 
to take ownership. Mm -hmm. We see this in culture so much. And it's not only taking ownership for the successes, but it's taking ownership for the failures as well. So you and I have a, you and I, what I think we have a pretty good, um, have a pretty good view on this on presidencies, because what happens is is this: if you like a president and then that person is no longer the president, then we get a new president. It's our nature to take the good attributes of the past president. Or, or, or if you like the new one, if you like the new one, or you like the past one, take their good attributes and then attribute it to that person. If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. But if you don't like, <laughs> but if you don't like the attributes of that person, then you blame the other guy. Sure. So, so you and I have a, have actually a pretty good rule on this. Yeah. When you become the president from day one, you got about thirty to sixty days to get settled. I'll give you that, and then you own it. That's it. It's yours. The good, the bad, the ugly, the economy, the border, the stock market, whatever the case might the be. The highest inflation in 13 years. You don't get to then say, well, it's Trump's fault. Well, and then Trump can say, well, it's, a, it's, it's Obama's fault. And then Obama says, no. well, it's a, and the next thing you know, we're back to George Washington. It's George Washington's fault that we have Harry inflation. Harry S. Truman. It's, it's the ridiculous. Buck stops here. Once you take control, that's where it stops. The heavy is the head. You are responsible for the good. You are responsible for the bad. You don't get to pass the buck. Oh. And, I, and I want people to hear that because I think that's the standard that it should that, – that should be the standard that we view this by. Absolutely. Because for, 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 for those people that just could not stand the last – that could not stand President Trump, and we had a pretty good economy under President Trump, now we are saying this, well, we only have a good economy, then that's because of Trump. No, 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 no. The president now – There are now, new policies. There are new There are po- things that are at- – The president now, it's, this is his baby. That's it. And I was also willing to give President Trump credit for building the economy. And no, no, no. You don't get to say, well, he's just growing it on the hills of Barack Obama. No, 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 no. So he's a president now. Yeah. So this is he has four to eight years to get credit for. It. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And here's the thing. If that's your standard and that's the uniform standard, it's the word that you know I love more than any other word. Consistency. It is, yes. It's sweet nectar to my ears. Say it one more time. Consistency. Because if we're going to say we're going to use a two-year rule, it's yeah. two years past this person and not two years past this person. It's like no, 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 no. Consistency. No, 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 no. You don't get to blame that. No. And, and what we call, I love how you talked about with West Point. You call it passing the buck. When I was in the Navy, we had a term for that as well. Oh man, I got so many things I'm going to say right now, but I'm not. Yeah, go. Ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> see, yeah. see, I'm running for office. We, right? and I can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a that was a softball for you. You just <laughs> and not, I can't and I couldn't. Not going to hit it out today. I can't, no, I'm not. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take the walk on that. Yeah, one. yeah. I'll take yeah. that. I'll just go ahead and take the strike. <laughs> take that pitch. Uh, we used to say when somebody would ask and somebody would not take ownership and do something clueless, we would call it the ensign salute. Yeah. You know, brand new ensigns have no clue what's going on. Hey, ensign such and such, you going to do this, this, and this? I don't know. Uh huh. Yeah. The ensign salute. Yep. Not taking ownership. You know, I find myself talking a, a lot about him, and I it's really interesting because you know my feelings on LeBron James on a number of different things. LeBron, and, James. LeBron James. And I find myself talking about LeBron James quite a bit because. There's something interesting that just came out with him in terms of that guy can't take ownership. Well, there, there's that's exactly what I want to get to. Yeah. There's a piece of taking ownership that is really being able to take something, build it, and decide, hey, this is the direction we're going to go, and I'm, 
I'm all in, mm -hmm. right? I was reading a very interesting article, and LeBron James is about to change his number from 23 back to six. Yeah. Right? And which is gonna be interesting too, because Drake has a song. It said how I go from six to twenty-three like I'm the like I'm LeBron. So he's gonna go back to He might. Drake is a, a prophet. How I go from six to twenty-three <laughs> back to six like I'm LeBron. Yeah. <laughs> Drake, yeah. Yeah, shout out to Drake. Yeah, shout out to Drake. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Toronto's Sorry. finest. Sorry. Toronto's Sorry. finest. So in this article it was funny because it was explaining him going to the number six. Because actually in Space Jam in the new movie. He's going to be wearing six in Space Jam. Why okay? is he doing this? Well, <clears throat> here's here's where... I'll let you finish this point, and then we'll get on Facebook. Go it, ahead. Here's here's where I thought it was... George the Goat. Was very, here's where I thought this was very interesting. Well, first of all, I mean, it says it a lot when you're wearing his number, yeah, right? I, I mean, it's hard to say, like, hey, I'm better than the person who is the... The I'm, number that's on my right. jersey because I watched him play. That's, that's already difficult there, okay? But he's... I'm reading about his rationale he's like you know i used to wear 23 and then you know i went to six and i really like six because it's bill russell's number and it's julius irving's number and i always wore six on my practice jersey the same way that Deion sanders wore two on his practice jersey but 21 in games that's different my point has nothing to do with any of that. Okay. My point has to do with the fact of, wow, why don't you just get your own number and wear your own number and make it great and take ownership for it? Wow. You're coming up with all these reasons. Why don't you just pull a Robin somebody, and go be 91? You're coming up with all these reasons that are rooted in other people's legacy. Yeah, and not your own. And not just saying, and, I, and, and here's the funny thing. I think that that explains... So much about ah, his career. Interesting point. I didn't. I didn't see it that way. It explains so much about his career, the ability to come in. I'm going to be who I am. I'm going to take ownership of who I am and where this goes. I'm not going to try to be like Mike so I can call myself the goat. I'm not going to try to win champions. I am going to take ownership of my career and my legacy. It's what Damian Lillard is doing now. I don't want to go to a super team. I've drafted by the Portland Trailblazers. Yeah. I'm taking ownership of where we go. Yeah. And that's something that I fear that as a country we are missing out on. So and then also I I I don't, I don't want to look this up right now. Um and maybe maybe later, but just kind of want to throw it out there. The <coughs> rationale of using Deion Sanders as an example isn't a good one. Because the reason why Deion Sanders wore two at practice, if I'm not mistaken, because he couldn't wear it on the, because he couldn't yeah. wear number two because of the NFL number rules that a defensive back was not allowed to wear the number two. Yeah. So, so not only that, you're making an analogy to somebody that I, I get why Deion would wear number two because that's actually his number that he grew up playing. Sure. So he wants to practice in what he feels comfortable in, but he has to be 21 because he's a defensive back. Yeah. So you don't have that issue. Yeah. You could be whatever you want to be. Yeah. Again, ask Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman was you could be zero if you want. I mean, I don't I, I go so, so so I think it's also understanding like if you're gonna use analogies, understand the, the, the point of the analogy as well. It's a So I, I go back to one of my favorite quotes and I'll paraphrase it. Um Wesley is the greatest man I know. <laughs> Rendon, thank you. It's a great quote, man. I mean, I appreciate that, dog. I really do. That man, that's not that's not that one to quote. No, 
that 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 that, that wasn't, wasn't that wasn't what you were going with. No, that that actually wasn't wasn't where I was going with that at all. Oh, the other one, Wesley, you're my hero. I'm here because of you. <laughs> okay, either one is fine. Go ahead. That's a that's a that's a that's a pretty good that's a pretty good quote. Those are not the the quotes I was looking for. I watched Casino two weeks ago and I bought Mafia fans. <laughs> <laughs> You know, <laughs> let's go to Vegas. I don't want you to wear a casino floor. No, I can't. You'll walk in and be like, oh, the boss is here. <laughs> no, I can't go to Vegas in these. I think I work there, man. If I start winning too man. much money, they might tackle me, man. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, and, 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 I, and I, par- I paraphrase it. it. Whatever you do, be the best and take ownership. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Be the best at what you do. Or try, or try to be the best yeah. at what you do. Yeah, and and I, I I think that and we've talked about this from time to time. It's the whole idea that we are so hyped up on trying to be fraudulent versions of other people that we forget what it's like to be authentic versions of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like we're trying so hard to be Julius Irving or Bill Russell or Michael Jordan. It's like, man, you know what would have been better than all of those if you would have just decided to be LeBron James. Yeah. And that's how I feel about about so many people. Another one of my favorite quotes, and I'll paraphrase this one, Pablo Picasso. Mm-hmm. Uh, the paraphrase quote is, my mother told me that if I became a priest, yeah. I would have become a pope. If I would have gone into the army and become a soldier, I would have become a general. So I decided to paint, and, and I, I became, became Picasso. Pablo, Pablo Picasso. Yep, awesome quote, one of my favorites. And I became Picasso. One of my favorites. Right. And so it's this idea of how can you be the person that you want to be, but being authentically that that version of it and then taking ownership for it. So it was no guarantee that Picasso was going to be a successful painter. So it's like us even taking ownership or, you know, taking ownership of who we are, what we believe and where we come from and and being able to rationalize both, you know, politically and socially how we view the world is taking ownership and understand that. Yeah, we are Republicans. Okay, I, I, I own that. We own that. We own that from the standpoint in the sense of understanding that we as black people are not monolithic. We all please, don't. Please, say, please say that one more time. We as black people are not monolithic. Yeah. We all have not had the exact same experiences just because we're black. Have we had similar experiences? Sure. Are there always cultural <coughs> similarities? Of course there are. And we understand and recognize those things very well. However, we are all not supposed to be a part of the same party and think the same way and live in the same neighborhoods because that's not our experiences as a whole. And those people that are willing to pigeonhole us into those boxes, shame on you. What I'm discovering is this. It's not even that black people think that we should be monolithic. Discovering that white people think that we should fit in these boxes and be monolithic as well. But what I really don't like seeing 
is when other people, other black people, put other black people in boxes. So we're Ooh, seeing this right, right now. Where this is going. We're seeing this right now with Byron Donald. <coughs> He's a buddy of mine down in Florida. He is one of two black Republicans in the United States House. Okay, good guy, and I've gotten to know him. And he has applied to be in the Congressional Black Caucus. Now, no, wait a minute. A black man <clears throat> has applied to be in the Congressional Black Caucus. Can I? Can we jump to the punchline here? They just say yes and let him in, right? Wrong. Okay. <laughs> that's it. That's it. So wrong. You see, okay. You, that's a because you would think the prerequisite, <laughs> the prerequisite for being a member of the Congressional Black Caucus is to be in Congress and to be black, and then therefore you can be in the caucus. Oh, so it's not like the Congressional Hispanic Caucus where you can't be in the Congressional Hispanic Caucus unless you're a Democrat. Uh, whoa. No, no. Oh, so the the Black Caucus is not like that. Um, I I don't. It should be. Oh, oh. Huh? Is mm, what? That's consistent. Huh? Some say cucumbers taste better pickled. What? Huh? 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 What? Hmm? What? Yeah, should be like that. Should be. So Byron right now is going through this kind of thing of being like, I texted him yesterday and he he was hilarious. I just, I said, hey man, this is keep up the good fight. Under no circumstances should we be delineating between somebody's political party. If you're black and you want to be in the caucus, that's it. You may not agree with every other black person in, in, that, in that caucus, but it doesn't make you less black. Oh, isn't that diversity of thought, though? Huh? What? That's exactly what it is. Now, they should welcome him. They, this shouldn't even be an issue. It should be like, no, come on, come on. No, if you're black and, you're in, and you want to be in this caucus, look, you may have some difficult conversations. Good. Difficult conversations are good. Brendan, it's my opinion. They don't want him in there because they don't want him saying some things that don't agree with the Democrat side of this. So they're literally willing to put party over race. Huh. To put party over race because you don't agree with another black man's policies. And you know what's horrible? Cool story. You know what's horrible about this? This is new and it's evolved. Yeah. Because in 2010... Tim Scott was offered an opportunity to be in the Congressional Black Caucus. Yeah. He said no, but he was offered an opportunity because at least in 2010, the Congressional Black Caucus realized that, huh, we have a black man in the Senate. It would probably be really good to get his perspective on things because we are by name the Congressional Black Caucus. Hot damn, Rendon. And then in 2015, Mia Love out of Utah, yes. when she was in office, she was a member of the Congressional Black Caucus. So Mia Love is black. Thank you. I'm just doing it. I'm just saying. Appreciate that. I'm just saying. No, no. So, a lot has happened between 2015 and 2021 because, in a short six years, the Congressional Black Caucus has made a decision that being Republican means that you're not black. But where'd they get that from? Their leader. That's what Biden said. Wait a minute. Did he say, then you ain't black? But wow. It's amazing how leadership rolls downhill. Hmm. When your own president says that, and that's the leader of your party, white man, he says that, well, then, well, 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 interesting, isn't it? Yeah. And it's okay that he says that. His son says some pretty spicy things, too. Oh, but where's the Congressional Black Caucus on what Hunter Biden has said, Rendon? Where you at? Where you at? Where's anybody? Where you at? Where's anybody? Ridiculous. The problem that I have with this whole thing is, as you put it, it's just consistency. It's just consistency. 
Look, I don't care what part of the aisle you're from or where you come or what side you're on. Call it out for what it is. That's all I'm saying. And if we want to sit here and give the mon- give the racist moniker to every person that's that's to every person that's white, or, or I guess every person that's a that's a Republican right now, and the Democrat Party's president's son is using the N word like hotcakes, yeah. and nobody's going to say anything about that. No, wait, so he's using the N word. You got this look on your face. And I'm not gonna <laughs> like he's using the N word that it's literally. Like, bro. Yeah. That's how he's using it. You know, he's, he's, using, he's using the N-word like he's Snoop Dogg. <laughs> he's using the N-word like a rapper. I tell you something, Hunter. You, you can't do it, buddy. That's not how it works. No. No. That's not how it works. That's not no. the world that we live in. That's not how it works. No. Sorry. No. You that, can't that, do it. That's the world. You can't do it. Yeah. Yes, I am offended by it. No, I'm not going to shut up and not say anything about there it. There you go. There you go. No, you can't do it. I'm calling you out, Hunter Biden. I'm calling you out. I don't think the type of language you use is appropriate. I think that you owe the entire black community an apology. And so does your daddy. Because y'all got the same last name. And you're the president of the free world. Sorry. Take Take ownership. ownership. The other thing I kind of want to talk about too, in terms of taking ownership, Brendan, is is taking ownership, and and the voting laws that are being passed, not just here in Texas, but also in Georgia. And by take ownership, I mean this. See, you see, these the, these laws don't bother me at all, because I take ownership of the idea that at some point I'm going to carve time out of my day to go cast my vote based on what the laws allow me to do. It's kind of like this. H-E-B closes at 9. So guess what? H-E-B or Kroger? We're H-E-B. We're H-E-B family. Well, here everything's better, okay? Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you go to H-E-B, and if it closes at 9, then i got to figure out how to take ownership to get the foods and goods from the grocery store before they close. So let me ask you a question. Go ahead. Go ahead, Rodan. If I am a non-black person, okay, who works at HEB, okay, and you walk up at nine ten to get groceries, okay, and I don't let you in okay. because we're already closed, yeah, does that make me racist? <laughs> It's a, real que- it's, a, it's a real question. It's a totally, it's a totally fair question. Because in 2021, it's like, well, that, that person's racist. They didn't even let me in the. It wasn't open. So, 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 so the so the reason why we're doing this, and the reason why we're trying not to allow 24-hour voting, the reason why we're trying to curb some of these things, and again, we want to make it easy to vote and difficult to cheat, is because we want people to have accountability for their vote. That's it. So, this is not racist. I'll tell you something else too. If you're a white person, do, do, do you feel disenfranchised because you, you can't figure out a time to go vote or you can't figure out how to get an ID or you can't find a polling location or you can't figure out how to vote two weeks early? You have two weeks to figure out when to vote. 
We could do all these basic things throughout our day. We could carve out time for stuff like you would not believe. Do you know something that's fascinating to me every week? I look at my phone. I look at how much screen time I've spent. Yeah. Looking at my phone. I'm not even willing to look at that. Don't, you don't. Don't. Because you'll cry. <laughs> yeah. If, if, I have, if I have hours, I'm not going to say how long. If I have hours to look at my screen, I have 15 minutes to vote. And when I say 15 minutes, that's on the long, that's on the long end. If you're worried about even how long the line is, you can, you can call. And then they'll tell you how long the line is. And then they give you peak hours and non-peak hours. Yeah. You can carve literally 10, 15 minutes out of your day to go vote. And somehow, this is racist. Well, and part of it is no accountability, yeah. no personal responsibility. This is not. This is. This has nothing to do with race. Is there, if, in fact, if I, as a voter, I like seeing this because then I don't have to worry about if my vote did or didn't count. I'm actually glad. Whoever won, if it's my guy or gal or not, well, I, I, at least I know that 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 it was it was at least as fair as we could have made it. So. Kamala Harris in this whole border kerfuffle. Oh man, that's a good one. Said I do know, I do know what that means. You know what that means? Haberdashery. Yeah, yeah. I had to look kerfuffle. It up. Kerfuffle is one of my faves. In this in this border kerfuffle, she has basically talked a lot about root causes. Mm-hmm. This is a root cause. Now, <laughs> if we're talking about voting, the thing that continues to come up is the root cause is that. People don't have identification or don't have access to identification. Come on, let's go. So, wouldn't it be wonderful if we address that? Oh. Wouldn't it be wonderful if governors and the president decided to expand access to getting identification? Because it's a bit frightening that in the world of of spin that nobody seems to be able to get an identification. So I think it's important that if we're addressing what the root cause of this is and we're saying it's people's inability to get identification, well, let's put some legislation in to make sure people can get identification. But that's not the problem, because people have identification. Bing! Yes. ID is not the problem. And Wesley, even to this idea of treating the symptoms and what that means in all of this. Yeah. It is more important for us to be politically bifurcated mm-hmm. and to pit each other against each other than to even address the problem that we're identifying as the problem. If you're saying that the problem is IDs, let's make it easier for people to get IDs. But Ren, we are having even a hard time delineating what the problem is because it's not IDs. No. It's not IDs. It, it's, it, it is political football. That's all this is. Yes. That's all this is. For starters, let's be clear. Black people have IDs. White people have IDs. Do you want to buy anything? Do you have credit score? What do you want to do? Shoot, we're in Texas, man. Go to a liquor store and try to get a 12-pack of beer without without an an ID. ID. What do you even – like, like, this is such a ridiculous idea. If you're having a party – but Rene, here's on a Sunday a, but, but Rene, to go get booze for a, for for a football game, you can't even get booze before noon, man. Rene, what you're what you're talking about is what the left's solution should be, is if ID is a problem, don't change the laws to where you don't need an ID to go vote. That doesn't even make that sense. Doesn't, that, that, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> like that doesn't even make sense. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> Don't change the laws to not require an ID to vote. Make it easier to get IDs to people. Wesley, that would be like 
if I were a football coach, okay, let's say I'm the coach of Jackson State. I'm primetime Deion Sanders, okay. the best corner who's ever played the game. Yeah. Number two and number 21. Number two and number 21. Let's say <laughs> two I'm in practice. Two 20, in practice and 21, 21 on the game. field. But in the pros, not in college. Yeah, got, he, was two. He, was, he was two. Yeah, he was yeah. two. Yeah. Florida State, it's he was two. Very confusing. Yeah. Uh, so let's say that I'm Coach Primetime Sanders okay. of Jackson State. And I'm watching a cornerback get repeatedly burned on a route. Mm-hmm. Just burned. Mm-hmm. Toasted. Burnt. Okay? Burnt. Crispy. And the opposing team has scored three touchdowns on just this one corner because he can't cover anybody. Do you just take him out of the game and play without a corner? No. <laughs> that's not. Is, that's a good is that the solution? I don't know, know where you're going with that. But well, I like yeah, it. he's getting burnt, so just take him out They're of back, the game. And, and, and play, play with 10 players. We're just play with 10 guys. <laughs> like, no. Just take, just take him out of the game, man. We don't even need a, no. need a corner. Put it in a new corner. Find somebody else to cover him better. Change your scheme, or you're still better off with him on the field. Or, or that, yeah, yeah. Don't don't take don't take the ID away. No, I mean Hunter Biden would need ID to go buy Hennessy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know, too soon. Yeah, <laughs> it's never for that guy. It's never, never too, too soon. soon. <laughs> no boundaries. He clearly doesn't have any boundaries, so I don't have any for him. No, no boundaries. <laughs> Everybody's called hen dog. He's he gonna, he gonna need ID to buy that hen. Get out of here. Seriously. Get out of here. Seriously. Patronizing, man. It's ridiculous. Completely patronizing. And no responsibility. No personal responsibility and no accountability. And you know what's really interesting? What we are talking about here in personal responsibility and accountability, it's we try our best, but really it's not even that we try. I think it's just our natural state of being. I am not talking about politics. Yeah. I really am not. Yeah. I, I would like to think that a Democrat would hear what we are saying right now and think, that makes sense. That makes sense. I would hope a Democrat, especially a black person, would, would be like, which one of my adult relatives doesn't have ID? I can't think of one. Yeah. So why are we prepared? Or, or, or a number that is so small. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I got oh, a few here and there. And but- there comes a personal responsibility. If you know somebody, then help them get, get, help them get an ID, man. Like at some point, like take some personal responsibility to for help that. to help your fellow family member or friend. Yes, you know, don't just don't just then say, "See, that's racist because now he can't vote because he doesn't have an ID." No, help uh, help, help him figure it help out. Help him get an ID. And it's the same it's the same thing that we talk about the administration more broadly. If you see that this is an issue that people continue to run into, well, fix the issue. But that's not the but. Uh, yeah, I, but it's not. That's not the issue. There's an underlying. There's a there's a problem behind the. There's problem. an agenda here. This is uh, this is your movie, man. A dream behind a dream behind a dream. Oh, yeah. oh Inception. Inception. I love Brendan. When I'm all time favorite. Dream behind a dream when behind a dream. Favorite. And, and, and it's, it's Tom Hardy. Yeah. And then so I've been on it on, as an aside. So Tom Hardy is literally. I think he's been my top five right now of actors. He's good. He's amazing. He have is, you seen Venom by the way in the in the trailer for so, the new Venom? Yes, I have. I loved Venom actually. So so I liked him in Venom. The, the, the story got a little really yeah, but I did I did like him. I pretty much like him in everything. Yeah, but but for the record, he is my favorite villain in the movie ever played. Bane. Bane. Yeah. That that movie was not a good Batman movie. Yeah. That villain. <laughs> so is the best villain I've ever seen. He was a very good villain. But I've always struggled with the idea of Vane. It's actually why I kind of I appreciated Thanos as a villain. Yeah. Because although his premise didn't totally make sense, 
he at least was a bad guy for a reason, right? So Thanos is like, hey, I want to... So, so was Bane. I, I'm getting there. And Thanos was like... Now, the problem with Thanos is Thanos wasn't very good there's at arithmetic. There's a lot of problems. A lot, there's a lot there of were a lot of problems with Thanos, but a particular one was he... Basically, was, you just want to kill half the universe. <laughs> no, but here's, but here's where Thanos... Here's where Thanos got it so wrong. Because I'm watching that movie, and the first thing that I went is to this crazy thing called logic. No, so, y'all see, yeah, which you, you have you, to suspend yeah, if you're you got, watching you a movie where people are flying and, and throwing yeah. hammers and stuff, right? You should, I should have checked that. But my biggest issue I mean, with, there's a tree that, talk, that says it's talking. Iron Root. <laughs> it's talking, okay? <laughs> you got to suspend logic here to a certain extent. But my issue with. There's a rabbit. I mean, a, ra- I mean, a, a raccoon. raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> my, who shoots a gun, <laughs> a space gun. It's like a genius raccoon. <laughs> my, Why my, are you talking about logic right here? So my issue with Thanos okay. was. You now have all of these infinity stones, and you have unlimited power, okay? You're mad because your people didn't have enough resources to go all around. Oh, so you said just make more resources. Why would you kill half the people when you could just make, make double the resources. resources? You have unlimited power. This goes back to our voting conversation. You have the House, you have the Senate, and the presidency in the, Dem- in the hands of the uh, Democrat Party. And if ID's an issue... Make more IDs. Make more ID. Give make give the opportunity for people to get IDs. Yes, legally. Just, like and so that's where I struggled that's with okay. Thanos as a villain for that reason. <clears throat> I go back to Bane, but at least I understood, especially like when he had a hard time killing his daughter. Like there was some real tension with him of trying to do what he felt was the right thing. Yeah. My issue with Bane, Bane, is it's just like I just want to screw things up. Man. Not necessarily. I'm an anarchist. No, no, like, no. I just want to screw no, no, things no. up. No, that's not. That's not. That's not true. So, so he was trained. He's just like trained Bane because he lifted trained. weights. <laughs> it's the only reason. It's the only reason. I just like Bane because he's a really he's a really jacked villain. Tom Hardy looks really good in that movie, <laughs> and I think he's the best villain ever. It's Bane. You you that's didn't not, like not you didn't like what Bane that's did. Not true. I did. You like what no. Bane looked. <laughs> There was no rhyme or reason. It's like, you know, it's kind of like when you, it's like, hey, what is, what is Bane? Bane reminded me of, of Mr. T, Clubber Lang and Rocky. Pity the fool. Pity, pity the fool. <laughs> when he said, so what do you expect from Pain. this? Pain. What do you expect from this fright, Clubber Lang? Pain. Look, no, no, no. I got to hear this. You no, know, no. He, he was trained and studying under Ra's al Ghul, okay? Who... Whose whole point was this? He needed to destroy Gotham in order for Gotham to come back to a sense of sanity and equality. That's why he said, your city will endure. He wanted to destroy the city to rebuild itself. What did he say? And he, and he was jacked. <laughs> what did he say one more time? Your city it will endure. That's pretty good. <laughs> I gotta work on a little bit. You get, you get my point. That's, that's, pretty, that's, that's pretty good. The, and the guy in the very beginning is the scene the guy on the plane because he has his mask on his face that helps him live. This is life source. And the guy goes, "Hey man, if I like took off your mask, would that hurt?" Yeah, for you. <laughs> like that's the, that's the that's the most that was that's the most amazing. <laughs> that was that that was for you. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was pretty ridiculous. You're right, and he was jacked. But anyway, I don't know how we're going to stop it. Um, but, but I do think that people taking and assuming personal responsibility is kind of the whole point here. And we as Americans have got to stop passing the buck. We have got to understand that we got to take some hard no's and take some even harder yeses sometimes mm. 
we aren't going to please everyone. I think I said this last, or you said this last week, one of us. I probably part said of it if it's <laughs> Part of leadership, God. Part of leadership is at some point, I, I said it, I said at some point, you're going you're gonna to piss somebody off. Yeah. Somebody's not going to like what you said. Yeah. Somebody's not going to agree with you. And guess what? That's what leadership is. Well, and you said something that I, I think was was profound. It's the idea of, as Americans, it's not just us taking ownership. Prince Harry taking ownership. This is a guy. More Harry. Who, who through his words has had a very destructive relationship with his family now. Yeah. Through his words, has hurt his family mm-hmm. very deeply. Yeah. Okay? And reasonably so, by the way. Yeah. His his, fa- yes. They're, they're hurt, right? Through, through like, his words it, and his behavior. Yeah. It's, it's both. Not and, just, and, it's just both. And if I'm there, I would be hurt as well, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you're, you're basically, you have thrown them under the bus. Mm-hmm. Or, or you've called them racist. You've left your country. You've given up your responsibilities to the family. Right. You, you, at this point, you have scorched, scorched earth. earth. That's it. You have, you, you, you have burned the boats and the bridges. You've thrown them under the bus, okay? And then, after throwing them under the bus, you have a baby. Congratulations, by the way. And you name that baby after Queen Elizabeth, <laughs> the 95-year-old, who you threw under the bus earlier this year. And then after doing that, you get upset and sue news sources because they have reported, which you believe is false, that you didn't consult her in order to use the name. So you've sued news sources before for things that they've said. But here's the thing that that, that gets me. What about the personal responsibility yeah, of the owning, personal responsibility has nothing to do the with the last with few years of the owning, personal responsibility has nothing yeah. to do with you deciding that well i'm going to use this name and and i can't believe news sources are saying this the reason why they are jumping on you yeah. is because you have spent the better part of the last five months talking trash about your family yeah they're not jumping on you because it's it's random you don't see them jumping on your brother it's yeah. because you have red hair like they're not jumping on you for no reason yeah they're jumping on you because you have said things that are right extreme, yeah. <laughs> you said things that are extremely insulting to your family, yeah. and then you bestow this honor, which is, which look, name, name your child whatever you want to. Uh, you bestowed this honor, but don't but don't act but don't act but, surprised when people are upset about it. Like don't yeah, like, like you, don't don't act like this. The, the last year hasn't happened. You did this to yourself. Yeah. You did this to yourself. Yeah, and it's the idea of being able to take ownership. And part of me doesn't even believe that he as an individual is even capable of taking ownership. And maybe that's part of the upbringing, that's part of the privilege. privilege. That's part of the privilege. Of not having the ability to to take ownership and say like, huh, maybe people are saying things about me and maybe that that really good-looking black guy in Houston, Texas who wears fabulous red casino pants (laughs) is saying something about me because the things that I did are... Hurtful and wrong to my family. Yeah. Yeah. At some point, like, let's take ownership for some of these at things, some point, right? Yes, he, at some point, he should. Remember, I think what we're seeing now is a pattern of behavior. <coughs> I don't think he ever will. 
No, I don't. However, however, over time and, and, under, and under, under the scrutiny that he's going to continue to bring on himself, he's going to learn a little bit. Yeah. He's going to learn a little bit. And you can hang out with all your Hollywood friends, and they're going to tell you how great you are. And they're going to tell you how cool you are and that it's okay. They're not your family. And they're not your family. <coughs> they are not your family. They are not your blood. Yeah. And, you, and you, you can stay at Tyler Perry's house and have interviews with Oprah and name your child whatever you want. They are not, they're not your, your family. family. And I, I feel for him because, and this goes back to what I we don't. were talking about. Right. I don't. I'll tell you why I say I feel for him. I feel for him because I don't think that he understands what he's destroyed, and by the time he understands it, I fear it will be too late. I don't want anybody to not to, yeah, to not to feel, lose a connection with their. He's almost their, forty years old. He got married late in life. He got married a couple of years ago. In your late thirties, you're a grown man. Yeah, making grown man decisions at this point. I don't feel bad for him because of the choices he's made. I feel bad for him on a humanity from a humanity standpoint, right? Yeah. For the like, I, I just, I, I, because of our relationship. <coughs> I feel I, bad I for him you. that he has destroyed a saying. relationship with his brother and with uh, with a grandmother and other family members. Like yeah. he's done this to himself. I am not ameliorating him for that at all. It's like we talked about even in our first video. I, I look at him and I look at that and I look at you and us and I just I can't fathom you doing that to me or me doing that to you. That's because in my heart of hearts, I, I deeply hope and that. believe in and pray that I'm not capable of that. See, and that's me too, Brendan. And if I and if I am, and if I am, I will take the personal responsibility to take this kind of scrutiny because that's on me. Yeah. Yeah. So, great discussion, man. Yes. As always, take us out, brother. And remember, smiles are contagious. So, so make, make someone's someone day. day. God bless you. God bless you.